Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Millie, compulsive eater and bulimic. It's... um. So lovely to see new faces and familiar faces. Welcome to the newcomers. Um, When I went to my first OA meeting, everyone in the room told me that I was the most important person in that room. And that like really touched me. It like was like, oh my God, all these strangers are telling me that I'm important. Um, So yeah, I just offer that to the newcomers tonight. Um, I have been in program um, for about 12 years, um, but I'll start kind of where it seems like it's important to just mention that there's just a lot of like outside issues going on right now in our world. And, um, and I was thinking in my head tonight, like, how will I ever be able, like, what in the hell will I even be able to say tonight that will be remotely positive, interesting, or like, um, um, to spread the message, I guess. Um, personally, right now, with the air quality, the fires, combined with the pandemic, I have felt so much like I, the isolation is similar to what it felt like at the beginning of my disease and right before I went to away. Um, I remember staying at home, like I was in Chicago, I was in college. I stayed at, I stayed in my apartment. It was snowing out. And I barely left my apartment for months on end. Um, And that's what it just kind of feels like right now. So I thought I would read the for today passage of the day, which um, it's September 12th. um, And here's what it says. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Enthusiasm must be encouraged, beginning in earliest childhood. Give the crawling baby space to explore. It is a crime against nature to squelch that curiosity, that eagerness to learn about the world. Mothers who dream of their children growing up to do great things must give those children the freedom to develop their powers. If parents use their own God-given intelligence, they can provide a child with both room to grow and a reasonable degree of safety. Aware parents may also meet with their children's teachers. Look first for enthusiasm in a teacher. Everything follows from that. It is equally important to show enthusiasm at home. There is is endless beauty and mystery to share with a child, to marvel at and explore together. For today, enthusiasm is contagious. It is a gift I give to everyone around me, especially children. So 
Oh, that I, I wanted to read something just to like help me start off on the right track. Um, so what it was like, my earliest um, memories of food were always associated with me eating and hiding. I remember a very like a specific picture from my childhood and it was me hiding in the cupboard eating cereal. And I just remember always sneaking food, hiding food, never really understanding what a proper plate looks like. Um, my mom, I grew up in a household where my mom was a compulsive overeater and my father was a compulsive exerciser. So I had two very like strong forces going in opposite directions sometimes. And um, I bonded with my mom over food and I bonded with my dad over exercise. And so um, I went through puberty really early. Um, I was never, I was never, um, I was never overweight as a child, but I always felt bigger than the other girls around me. I always felt like girls were always so free in their bodies. You know, like I just remember my friend Caitlin growing up and she was in gymnastics. And I remember her like coming over to my house and doing like these back bends on my bed. And I was like, how can, how can somebody be so like free with their bodies? I just never, I never felt like I had that. Um, from a, and from going through puberty early, I was always very uncomfortable with my body. I wore baggy clothes. Um, I didn't want to even like wear a bra until later on. I was just so uncomfortable with my skin and who I was. And, um, and it was also related to what I was eating. You know, I just never, I never had balanced meals in my house. I don't think I ever, um, I think the only fruit or vegetable I ate during the day was a banana in the morning with breakfast. It just wasn't like integrated into my life that much. Um, and then I also, so fast forward to high school, um, I still felt very uncomfortable with my body. Um, and I started to date um, a man who was a cross country runner. And I just sort of like had it in my head that the female needed to always be thinner than the male. And he was quite thin. And so I, I took it upon myself to start losing weight. And I started doing it by getting up early and going to the gym at 6 a.m. in the morning, which is just wild. Like teenagers sleep in. They don't, you know, that, 
that should have been the first red flag to anybody that I was getting up at 6 a.m. when I was 16 years old and going to the gym. Like no teenager is getting out of bed at that early. Um, so I started losing weight and I started taking laxatives and dieting pills and restricting my weight. Um, and I got a lot of attention for it. And, um, and that was really like, that like, you know, I, I put this in quotes, that felt, made me feel quote unquote powerful to get all of that attention from um, losing that weight. And, um, and so that relationship fizzled out. I, you know, I was kind of a serial monogamous in high school. Um, and I started dating a new guy, um, which kind of, um, went into college. That relationship, um, bled into college as well. And I remember that he was in AA and he would hear my crazy thoughts about food and he'd hear my crazy methodologies like, oh, if I eat this, then I got to run this many miles. Oh, if I, if I, um, if I have that, I won't be able to have that. You know, it, it was just a, a crazy, um, it was a crazy roller coaster of restricting and binging. Um, and that's how I controlled my weight. Um, and so I would, I would vocalize this stuff to him and I would say to him, you know, like, um, I feel fat when I'm not fat, you know, like I, I feel like I need to lose more weight. Um, I need to go on a diet, you know, he would hear that stuff. And he said to me one time, he was like, you know, you could get help for this. And I just went off on him. Like, God bless him for even saying that. And he really planted the seed. But I was just so angry that he would even suggest the idea that I needed help with something. You know, I was just so, I was so fragile. My ego was so weird, like so big and so small at certain points. And I felt superior towards some people and felt, like allowed other people to kind of dominate me. It was just so weird. And um, I was very offended by him saying that. But um, in an attempt to save that relationship, I went to OA, um, which was, I was in Chicago at the time. And I was, um, I was about in my early 20s. And um, there was a meeting two blocks from my house and um, it was at 730 in the morning. It was an all women's meeting and I went and I, I felt at home. I mean, that first meeting, I felt like I had finally found my people, you know, people had, were talking about food and what they were doing with food and all these crazy things that I was doing that I would never say out loud you know, and, um, and we read the first step and then there it was in print, what I, what I had done with food, you know, like getting 
food out of the trash and stealing food, hiding food. It was right there in step one. And, um, and they were all really kind and smiley. And they, they kind of had like this robot quality to them. And I was like, this is weird. Like these people are weird, but they're speaking my language, you know? Um, and I couldn't deny that. And I was just like, I was just sitting in that meeting and I said to myself, this would be the greatest lie of my life if I didn't come back here. I would be living the greatest lie if I felt like I, I didn't need this program. Um, and so I got a sponsor early on. Um, and that sponsor walked me through the steps, um, the first four steps. And then I moved um, to the Bay Area. And so I continued the program here, but got a sponsor locally. And um, I've um, worked through all of the all of the steps with my sponsor, um, and then and that was a you know a life changing experience. Um, I really think like my sponsor used to say like just just get your sponsees to step four. You know, like just get everybody to step four. If you can get everybody to step four, you're good, you know, um, because it's just so tricky. You know, it, it's so hard to, um, those first four steps are really tricky and a lot of people leave the program early on without even getting to the crux to the meat of it, which is what I call it. Like, I think that um, telling my dirty secrets to somebody else, like not just with food, but with like relationships, you know, um, financial stuff, emotional, um, all of my, my inner thoughts and to not have them judge me is such a gift. It's such a gift. Um, and I grew up in a home where there was a lot of judgment, you know, and I thought that's how I, I thought that's how I needed to live my own life. And that's, it was a protective measure, measure, you know, it was a protective measure for me, um, for other people. It was, you know, just everything was myth busted when I went through the steps. Um, my abstinence, I, I didn't get abstinent right away in the program. It took me about, um, three or four years to get abstinent because I was kind of trying to, trying to do everybody else's abstinence. Um, and it was just really tricky for me because of, I've had this restricting side, but I also have this compulsive overeating side. Um, and so I, I couldn't have a food plan that was too restrictive. Um, but I also needed to be su super honest about which foods are giving me trouble on a daily basis. Um, and that was one thing that my sponsor always said to me early on. 
she said, like, I really don't care what you eat. I just want you to be honest with me about it. Like, she always favored honesty over me, you know, eating outside my food plan. She wanted me to just be honest. And that was just, that was just what my abstinence was for a while, was just being completely, like, brutally honest about what I was putting in my mouth to somebody. Um, and that was really helpful. That was so helpful to get really clear about stuff. Um, and then, like, as, you know, I'm 34 now, I'm, um, I'm about 15 weeks pregnant, which is something that I just never thought would ever be possible. Um, there were two things, two of my biggest fears when coming into program were, what am I going to do on my wedding day when I have to eat cake? And what am I going to do when I'm pregnant? Like those were my biggest like conundrums that I needed to figure out. And, oh, my God, like, it's just crazy how life, higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, reveals to you what you should do. You know, if you do these, if you do the work, the answers come. And, like, with my wedding, I, I didn't, we had a dessert table. And I was like, wow, I don't have to do a cake cutting thing. You know, I don't have, that doesn't have to be my thing. That's okay. And I'm not going to get like, you know, the stink eye from people. You know what I mean? But like, my world was so small. I had such massive blinders on. Um, and now with being pregnant, it's a very, I have a very different relationship with food. I have a very different relationship with my body. Um, I have, um, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that I'm really pleased with about my body right now, which I never thought I would say. Like, I thought I my pregnant body would disgust me, you know, but it doesn't, um, which is nice. I, um, I currently work with a sponsee. And um, I also work with a sponsor and um, we do regular check-ins and um, yeah, and that's, I go to about two to three meetings a week, which is um, super, you know, like the bare minimum for me. That's like, um, those are just basics for me that I have to do. Um, and then I also continue to work with a nutritionist on and off because my sponsor is very adamant about not telling me what to eat or what I can't eat. So I leave that up to a registered dietitian. Um, oh man, I know I can go till 8.15, but I think I'm gonna wrap it up because I just, I'm hot and I need to put on a fan. Um, but I just, I guess I'll just leave it here. Like I, I really think that this program works if you work it. And, um, every time, you know, the more I 
put into this program, the more I get out of it. And that's always been the case for me. So that's it. Thank you.